taken me 20 years to actually realize what I want. In terms of goals, friendships, relationships, pretty much everything. For 20 years, I've doubted myself and my judgment. For too long, I've brushed my feelings under the rug in the name of keeping the peace in order to get people to like me and simply because I didn't trust in myself enough to stand on my own choices. That stops now. I'm tired of just settling for things because I wasn't brave enough to be vocal. None of us know how long we're going to be here for and I'm not trying to leave this earth miserable and unhappy. This is an audio diary about my journey to discovering myself and becoming the woman I've always wanted to be. Through my years as an awkward and hopeful preteen to my current, slightly less awkward navigation of adulthood, I hope you can find comfort in my stories and that this audio diary inspires you to become the best version of yourself. If you know me in person, you know that I'm very big on education and knowledge. So, of course, I have to implement some form of education into my episodes. Use this also as an opportunity to learn something new. Now, I want to make it clear that I'm not doing this to prove something to others. I'm doing this to prove to myself that I'm capable of creating art that deserves to be heard by others words of Viola Davis. As black women, we're always given these seemingly devastating experiences. Experiences that could absolutely break us. But what the caterpillar calls the end of the world, the master calls the butterfly. What we do as black women is take the worst situations and create from that point. I'm Chelsea Campbell, and this is my audio diary. Describe what it's like to be in a place where you wonder what the future holds, still unaware of the molds that have shaped you your whole life. Your light burning bright, eager to make change and do what's right, not knowing that first you'll have to fight through the rubble to really understand what you want in life. Keep pushing forward. The journey will be long and tough, but you will be rewarded. Soon you'll discover that all your broken pieces can only be fixed from within. On this long journey of self-discovery, this is where you begin. As defined by Google... Colorism is prejudice or discrimination against individuals with a dark skin tone. 
typically among people of the same ethnic or racial group. Now, if you're a person of color, you've probably seen or experienced colorism in some form in your life. For those who don't know, colorism isn't a new theory or discovery. To give some historical context, there were discriminatory practices such as the brown paper bag test, a colorist discriminatory practice within the African-American community in the 20th century in which an individual's skin tone is compared to the color of a brown paper bag. Though this practice may not seem that serious, Henry Louis Gates Jr. described his experience as an undergrad student at Yale in the 1960s in his book, The Future of the Race, where he stated that some of the brothers who came from New Orleans held a bag party. As a classmate explained it to me, a bag party was a New Orleans custom wherein a brown paper bag was stuck on the door. Anyone darker than that bag was denied entrance. While I'm not American, the effects of colorism can be seen all around the world. As a Jamaican, I can unfortunately say that skin bleaching isn't uncommon over there. A Jamaican government survey in 2017 stated that around 300,000 of 2.8 million citizens bleach their skin. Now, Spice, a dancehall artist, has even created a song called Black Hypocrisy, which addresses these issues. I never really thought I was ugly or unattractive until I hit grade 7. And I know those preteen years were rough for everyone, but being a black girl with type 4 hair definitely was not it at the time. I had full confidence in my personality. Making friends was never an issue. But seeing all the boys go after the pretty popular girls who were all either biracial or visibly mixed with something didn't help my self-esteem either. Wherever I looked, whether it was to TV or music videos or in school, I didn't see many people who looked like me being valued. Colorism and beauty standards aren't a new topic at all. But to experience these things at such an important and pivotal moment in my growth really took a toll on me, and the effects stayed for years. Middle school was really where I started to develop unhealthy characteristics. At this age, you begin to care about things you didn't before. Notice things about yourself that you never really looked at before. For me, I really started to care about what people thought of me. And it kind of just spiraled from there. I had friends, but as desperate as it sounds, I was really craving attention from boys. I began to try new hairstyles and change up my wardrobe, but nothing really changed. I didn't get any new attention from anyone. One day, my mom suggested that I perm my hair because it was getting really thick and hard to manage, and I jumped at the opportunity. I was ecstatic about permanently straightening my hair. I remember the year before for picture day, my mom had straightened my hair, which was really more of a blowout, but nonetheless, I was excited about the change. It gave me a newfound confidence. When I arrived at school, though, my excitement quickly evaporated. I was met with a comment of, your hair isn't even straight, by a girl in my class. And as small of a comment as it was, it hurt, and my confidence was shot. The lingering effects of that comment fueled my excitement about my new hair. 
And while I still felt like a new person walking into school with my permed hair, and I did receive a few compliments, still nothing really changed. My hair didn't make any guys fall for me, and I still longed for attention. I longed to be liked because, frankly, I didn't really like myself that much. While my low self-esteem could arguably have just been due to a really awkward preteen phase, the comments I would get were no help. Before I permed my hair, it was common understanding that there were desirable hair textures and undesirable hair textures. I'm sure you can assume where I fell on that spectrum. I would also get the occasional backhanded, you have nice hair, for a black girl comment, which definitely did not help whatsoever. These words mean nothing to me now, but as a 13-year-old with little to no self-esteem, any comment I received would cut deep, leaving me with scars that I would only hope could be erased with attention. I was a bunch of broken pieces walking around looking for something that would fix me, unaware that I would have to take apart those pieces myself and reevaluate them if I had any hope of being whole again. And for a while, I operated fine with the broken pieces, still doing my extracurricular activities and maintaining my grades until finally, like a page out of a storybook, there came a boy. 